For most, a brand is distilled down to a logo and maybe a tagline, causing the biggest confusion because while you do rely on those two elements to communicate your brand, your brand is so much more. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing. Welcome to Drive Time Marketing, tips, tricks, and tools to drive your marketing to new and great destinations. I'm your host, Julia Carcamo. Today, I'm talking about something that has really occupied a large part of my thinking these last few weeks, what a brand is and what it's not. I often talk to marketers and non-marketers on the topic of branding, and I'm often amazed by the misunderstanding, even though I shouldn't be. For most, a brand is distilled down to a logo and maybe a tagline. This causes the biggest confusion because while you do rely on those two elements to communicate your brand, your brand is so much more. You have to think of your brand like an iceberg. On the surface are all the manifestations of your brand, things like your colors, your logo, your tagline, and your commercials. But when you dive below the surface of that iceberg, there is so much more happening. These things are the foundation of your brand, and indeed, they are your brand. Things like human, financial, and emotional capital. Together, all these things, and those things above the surface, are what we call brand equity. Today, I want to talk about the human capital portion of your brand equity. The things usually in the human resources wheelhouse. Things like company culture, recruitment programs, staff motivation, and back-of-house environments. I want to talk about culture first, because I feel that'll make or break you. Denise Lee Yan doesn't know this, but the brand strategist and author is a bit of a hero of mine. Kind of stalker on Twitter. I learn from her every day, though. I read her books and silently I say yes to almost everything in them. In her book, Fusion, she talks about the lack of brand culture alignment described in a previous corn fairy research. She calls it a chicken or the egg problem. If business leaders don't see how culture impacts business performance, then they don't operationalize. That is, put into action and use their core values throughout the business, and therefore, they don't see any definitive results from them. That's when you start to see people saying that the brand really doesn't do much. She says that when culture and brand are completely in sync, their alignment is manifested visibly in four primary areas purpose and values integration, integration of the employee experience and guest experience, internal brand alignment, and employee brand engagement. I think she makes a pretty strong argument for fusing your culture ideals with your brand. I mean, if they're not in lockstep, then isn't your brand just an empty promise? When your brand is your culture and your culture is the brand, then you're not just a tagline. You're so much more and your efforts will benefit exponentially. But let's take a step back and take a look at something that can create or change your culture really easily if it isn't a focus. Your recruitment. Marketing and HR are usually seen on different ends of the business. Sure, they might work together on a recruitment ad or some flyers for events. But if you take the time to partner with HR, you'll find a different sort of employee coming in to apply. You should take the time to make sure your recruiters have a deep understanding of the brand and that you're both on the same page as to exactly what the brand stands for and that it's a promise to customers and employees. Together, you can craft a view of the ideal employee 
that will not only be a great representative and do a good job, but they'll also advance the brand with each and every step they take. The third and last thing for today that I want to touch upon is your back of house. You know that place where you post your EEOC posters and all those other things no one is really paying attention to, even though they should? If you listened to episode five, and I hope you did, you might remember I said that to really engage employees in the brand, you have to give the back of house communications as much care and quality of the work and message as you do to the front, maybe even more. We use the letters B-O-H as shorthand for back of house, but if you think of those letters as begin over here, you'll suddenly start looking at your time clock and hallways a little differently. And because this area is certainly the one that most, if not all your employees are walking through or hanging out in, you have to see it as a perfect way to encourage brand behaviors. So think of it this way. If you have the ability to control what a guest sees in every single commercial or ad they encounter, every one, every Facebook post, every commercial during their can't miss show, every email, wouldn't you wanna continue sending the message you think will make them come through your door or click on your website? Now think of your employees. You have that ability to influence every bit of communication they encounter while they're at work. So why isn't the brand message a part of that communication? By the way, if you haven't heard that episode, I hope you'll go back and listen to it. We talked about the success your brand can see when you have employee engagement. I think you can start to see the impact of human resources activities on your brand just a little bit more. I hope this will spark a great new partnership with you and your HR team. That about does it for this week's episode of Drive Time Marketing. I love sharing these thoughts and ideas with you, and I hope you do too. If you are, can I ask you a favor and please leave us a great review and rating so other marketers like you can find us? And if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, let us know. You can find our show notes at drivetimemarketingpodcast.com and us on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. I will talk to you next week. Bye.